0: I uh, grew up predominantly on Fort Knox, Kentucky. My dad was in the Army for 20, 21 years, and uh, what was unusual about that was um, we lived for 10 or 11 years exclusively on Fort Knox, So my dad had several different jobs, which is pretty typical for a military career, but we just never really moved. So um, that's where most of my formative years were. I was born in Germany. Because he was in the the Army, but I have basically no memories of that because very shortly after that, we moved to Fort Knox. Um, He did his tour in the first Gulf War, um, and then he came home from that, and we lived in Fort Knox. I I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday athlete.
1: Hello everybody, this is Mark McCain and you're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. If you typically listen to this show, you're wondering where Jared is. He has a client. He may wander into the background um, once or twice and uh, today we have an esteemed guest, wearer of headbands. International Traveler, (laughs) Um, Man of Mystery maybe, I'll I'll throw that in there, 6.30 regular, Mm. we just finished up some CrossFit, uh, Imam style training, some Turkish get-ups, some kettlebell action, day before what would be Mm -hmm. 18.2, can't wait, and uh, that gentleman is Micah Druschel. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, man excited to be here a long-time listener first time guest. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I I always forget that people actually listen to these (laughs) so Thanks for doing this first of all Um, generally, we'll just start out with uh, you know tell the people what they want, you know uh, a little more about yourself sure so um, I uh, Grew up predominantly
0: on Fort Knox, Kentucky. My dad was in the army for 20 21 years and uh, what was unusual about that was um, we lived for ten or eleven years exclusively on Fort Knox. So my dad had several different jobs, which is pretty typical for a military career. But we just never really moved. So um, that's where most of my formative years were. I was born in Germany again, because he was in the. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Because he's in the army, but I have basically no memories of that because very shortly after that we moved to Fort Knox. Um, he did his tour in the first Gulf War. Um, and then he came home from that and we lived in Fort Knox and, uh, yeah, that's where I grew up. My dad retired from the army. We moved to uh, a little town just outside Fort Knox in Mead County, Kentucky, and that's where I did high school. And, uh, I went to college in central Kentucky at a school called Campbellsville University. Met my wife there. Uh, we were married in 2009 and, um... Through a series of events, we ended up in Northern Kentucky, where she did law school at NKU, and uh, and here we are now. I mean, there's been a lot of in-betweens and back-and-forths. We did a long-distance marriage for about a year while I lived in the Washington, D.C. suburbs, and she stayed here to finish law school, and uh, that, that's a whole long story on its on its own. Um, we have time. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I don't recommend it. It was very hard. It was lots of traveling back and forth, and... Um, it uh, we came out of that stronger, but that was definitely um, a challenging time in our marriage. And we we thought and prayed a lot about that. We we talked to a lot of people that we respect and love about what was going to be the best way to do that. When when I had the opportunity to do that, but it was um, I don't think I would change anything. But it was really hard because it definitely mm-hmm. definitely led to me getting my dream job. It definitely um, just the the path we're on now. It's it's clear that. I think
1: we had to go through that so cool man Mm -hmm. wow there's a lot to (laughs) kind of dive into there man I don't know where to start Um, Mm -hmm. so this this is news to me too I've known you for I don't know two years now a little more yeah maybe a little Mm -hmm. less I don't know right around there as we're being serenaded with a downpour here at at the triumph arena yeah Um, yeah man so Maybe a little more about the, uh, the upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe people want to know what, what's, what is it like to have a military kind of father. Oh, yeah, you know, okay. you don't have to. That's just a term I'm throwing out there. Yeah. Um, you know, 20 years in the, Was there a lot more discipline or, sure. you know, was he gone, you know? Yeah. Percentage. Those are, uh,
0: that's good questions. Thanks for bringing that up. Because I yeah. think, um, I think often people, uh, if they don't have any experience or any friends or family in the military, they kind of picture like raising kids in uniforms and blowing bugles yeah, to wake yeah. them up and making them do push-ups and stuff like that. And I think my childhood largely was not like that. Like uh-huh. I felt like I knew my parents loved me. Um, and I knew that uh, for me, mostly it was like my dad went to the office the, mm. probably 80, 80, 85% of the time. Like he would get up pretty early. He'd go to the office and he was home like four or five o'clock. And mm. I remember being a little kid, like running and jumping on him and stuff like that. And I remember He'd wear the uniforms, and they have these, like, you know, pins in them with the ranks and stuff like that, and you'd have to be careful, like, yeah. where you jumped on them, <laughs> or like, you'd get poked by a yeah. little, like, emblem oh, or something. Need a band-aid. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, I mean, largely, it was like that. Now, there there were some things that were unusual, like, he did um, he did a tour in Korea, uh, so he just went there for one year, and this was in the 90s, so it was, and nobody was, like, worried about North Korea as yeah, much yeah. as they are now. Right. Um, so, it was just like, oh, dad went to Korea for a year, and... um so that was a little bit different. I'm sure that was that was much more dramatic for my mom, who had to like single parent, sure. you know, for a year. Uh, who and she was working and going to night school and all that stuff through that. But um, I think, like for me, I lived in a neighborhood where all the houses looked the same,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: pretty much just everybody had the same employer. Right. So yeah, I also, Fort
1: Knox. I'm not from here originally, so it's uh-huh. probably obvious to a lot of listeners, maybe that are from Kentucky, but. They have a is an army base there. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much like a army is the, like you said, the number one employer. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. all the kids, the, that was the high school, um, private or was it a public school? Yeah. So I,
0: the, the school I went to was, uh, on base and it was just all kids from military families and stuff. So, so everyone also lived on base. Um, Really, if like if you drove through Fort Knox, like you'd see military sections and stuff like that, and then you'd see neighborhoods, and it it looks like a housing project because effectively it is. It's a bunch of houses built by the government that look exactly the same. Mm. Uh, it's it's different though than what you might imagine or what the stereotype would be. Sure. Because everybody's employed, mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot, and it's and it's very diverse. There's lots of fa- different families and stuff, and everybody kind of comes from all over. Mm-hmm. And the army told you you're gonna go work at Fort Knox for a little while. So, I also remember. Like I'd ride my bike all over the place out there, and we would, like like every little kid, like you you know you'd cut through that guy's yard on the corner of the block or whatever like that. And sometimes they'd be like, "Get off my grass!" And our Mm. favorite comeback was like, "It's not your grass; it's the government's."
1: Oh, bang! So drop. I don't know how well that. What did they say to that?
0: uh, Nothing. I mean, usually we were like out of there by then. But (laughs) yeah, that was you know by the time you're 11, 12, and you're. think you're a total smart aleck would come out right yeah yeah
1: well that's cool man Mm -hmm. i appreciate that um so then you from fort knox you transfer trans um, formed into college obviously Uh um and you said that was in central kentucky and what did you study and how was that
0: yeah so i am at campbellsville university i bounced around for a while i think when i started i was officially like pre-med because i had done Mm. in high school i had done a nursing program where i was a certified nursing assistant by the time I graduated high school. And that um, that was that was a pretty cool experience. And I did like the medical field a lot. I think I, I still kind of do.
1: Did you ever consider joining the Army? Like, was that something you know, that appealed to you since you were kind of around it all yeah. the time? I think I did. I, I definitely considered it as a career option because
0: I wasn't around sure. it so much. Yeah. And I remember in high school, like, the, you know, the recruiters would come to the cafeteria or whatever and yep. stuff. Yep. And, like, I would talk to those people, about my 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 parents were dead serious about me going to college first and then and then if i wanted a military career like that was totally great and they would they would support that and stuff because um my dad enlisted he didn't go to college and um they they just they just wanted something different for me and i would probably agree in today's economy and stuff it's it was probably the right thing but really to kind of wrap that up i considered it but when i met cory it was clear that and it was clear that we were going to get married Mm. it was also clear that like a military career would would not work for the two of us together. Yeah. So did you meet her like freshman year of college? Or mm. uh, no. So she's a couple of years younger than me. I met her okay. when I was a junior, and right. she was starting as a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Preying on this freshman, huh? Yeah. She she <laughs> uh, uh, she. Um, I'll just say it like this: she came to college with a with a boyfriend back home, mm. and it, di- it that didn't last very long. Uh,
1: I mean. Get one look at that headband and...
0: Yeah. Boom.
1: I am known for my headbands. You are. Mm-hmm. I, had, <laughs> I had a little more hair back then, you, but... You accessorize very well. Yeah. So, you guys meet... Um, so, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what did you land on major-wise in college?
0: Oh, yeah, just to wrap that up. I did a, a major as a mass communication with a cinema television emphasis.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into your, your skill set here Job. probably in a little bit, but you're a master of, of what you do for sure. Um Very impressive. So, college experience, kind of anything out of the ordinary? Any good stories you might want to share? I don't think there's anything out of the ordinary. So, I I
0: went to a a Christian school, so I did some mission trips. um, Mm. I got the opportunity to travel and meet some different people. So, I went to Northern Ireland as a freshman, and um, that was a really cool experience. That was, uh, for me, it let me see, uh, you know, God moving in a different way, and also begin to experience different cultures and really hmm. i would say probably I was, I was aware i was like yeah i know like not everybody's american and they do things differently and stuff but then to go there and see that the day-to-day that perspective right yeah yeah, yeah. definitely widen my perspective because it's
1: not they're not a big like christianity part of the the world right northern ireland
0: uh well the, probably they would say so but not in the um kind of like evangelism yeah, sort okay. of thing
1: that is popular in America. I might be getting them confused with some of our, um Brian Miller was telling me a story where they went over there and it was just kind of totally like praying for someone or doing anything like that. Yeah. It is totally like, eh. yeah, like, I would nah. say
0: that would be true in my experience too, but they would say they're Christian because they're either Protestant or Catholic, but in a totally traditional, like this is what my parents did okay, kind gotcha. of thing. So um, for, for many of the people that I interacted with it, you know, Their their faith was just, you know, just something that was kind of handed down to them. Like also, they cheered for a certain soccer team or something. Oh right, right, yeah. Soccer is big in in Europe, right? Yeah. So I mean, it was it was everything from that. of those more serious things to like, how come none of the sodas here are cold, Mm -hmm. and why why doesn't the ketchup taste right, and that kind of thing. And just it was really that
1: was a great experience for me to kind of widen my jump in and share something real Mm -hmm. quick. You know talk about just perspective and traveling and stuff like that i'm a you know someone that's never really been outside the country all that much i've been to mexico once and then we went to dominican republic for our honeymoon when we got married i don't know it's uh it's just been seven months um anyway uh whenever we went there you know we stayed at a resort and they had this really amazing staff there and the staff uh, was just nonstop, just like happy, energetic. I mean, these guys did everything from games on the beach during the day to serving drinks, um, you know, for lunch. And then they did the entertainment, which was like kind of a song and dance kind of show every night. And uh, one of the guys that, uh, you know, I just happened to meet from Philadelphia down there. He spoke pretty fluent Spanish. And he's like talking to the guys because he kind of realized the same thing. It's like, man, did these guys ever get a break? Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he, he had a conversation with one of them. And I guess they work from basically like 8 a.m. to like 12, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a.m., you know. And uh, he asked him, like, do you ever get, like, tired? And he's just like, no. He's like, the alternative is, you know, I'm going to be out there in in the jungle or, or, you know, not really living my best life, uh, so to say. So anyway, guess what I'm kind of getting at is it's just like you have that perspective and and they're not making a killing or anything like that. But they're just happy to be, um, yeah you know, surviving in, in, in their environment, which is just entertaining people day to day and working long hours. And I guess why I bring that up is just like so oftentimes in, in America and, you know, again, um, it sounds like you got off to a good start kind of early with your, you know, upbringing and whatnot. But so many times people just choose to complain and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, anyway, so I digress. But um, that's all right. I think, yeah,
0: it Going to those places and wherever you do, I definitely encourage everybody to, to try that. It definitely gives you a different perspective and uh, grateful for the opportunities and, and mm. stuff that you have Yeah, have here in America. So what do you do for your day job, sir? Yeah, so I, um, I work at Crossroads Church, um, uh, mostly in the Cincinnati metro area, but uh, we have locations kind of popping up all over the place. And um, I work on a team that helps... All of our physical locations and um, locations that are portable uh, with all their audio video lighting infrastructure and technology and stuff. So I mm-hmm. help equip those teams and train them and that kind of stuff.
1: You went on a uh, trip not so not too long ago probably, right? Mm-hmm. Where'd you all go? What'd you do? So I have been, the,
0: kind of the other part of my job is I'll also work on our like production film crew, uh, doing mostly audio recording with them. And I am. Um, I've been able to go to Israel a couple of times with them, and that's been that's been an incredible experience. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just visiting and getting to see different cultures and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you guys did like a, a really cool series. I think it was like battlegrounds, and you guys traveled to different parts of. I think it were, like in Jerusalem and yeah. and and different uh, kind of. Uh, what's the proper term i'm looking for like hot sites or yeah so like different historical yeah historical battles Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth and it was super interesting just uh just to take that in whether you're you know um into um relationships as far as um christianity or just uh you like history Mm because it was it was definitely definitely learned some stuff um from from watching those so um talk you know kind of just I tried my best there. I didn't really deliver mm-hmm. on a uh, perspective. You know, that's basically my undertones. I was trying to get through whenever I went to that resort and here we are, yeah. you know, sipping drinks and relaxing and here's these people working, you know, 16 hour days and for probably a dollar an hour or whatever they're getting paid and their heart, they're as happy as can be. Um, maybe what's some perspective you can gain, um, or you have gained maybe from going, um, to places like Israel. Uh, I would say going to a place like israel definitely um
0: may it definitely makes you grateful for the kind of general i think first the general safety and security there Mm. like that um that whole country is a hot spot and it has a it has a a a long and varied and often violent history and um the just the israel palestine conflict no matter like where you fall on that When you get down into the like nitty gritty of it, it can be, it's fine to talk about, but then you experience it in a different, I remember we stopped at a, at a location once in a, what's basically a national park and our crew is out. We're actually waiting on the, the light to get, to get to the right spot so we can shoot and a, uh, a big bus pulls up and it's a whole tour bus and a, and a bunch of people start getting out. And then we hear, um. You know british accents so we're like oh hey cool people who speak english so uh, so somebody in our party goes up there and starts um talking to them um so like oh where are you guys from and the, uh they mentioned like the city they're from and everything and he's like oh so uh wh- what brings you all to israel and the guy just stops and goes oh you mean palestine Ooh. and we're just like uh, yeah uh, so you're vi- like uh, you're visiting the middle east and it's just, like they were so here we were like a christian film crew um you know, from the United States, and we had one perspective on where we are and what we were filming and mm-hmm. even, like, where the border is and stuff. And here was a crew of, you know, a whole group of people from the UK who had a whole different perspective and a different idea about where we were. Right. It was um, it was just interesting to balance that and that kind of thing. So to bring it back to the United States, I'm just, like, we're dividing more and more, but it's, it's clear, like, at an extreme what that's like the day-to-day, and I am... Um, like, I, I don't want to have to live in a place where all the military are always carrying, you know, are dressed for battle and big, huge rifles and stuff like that because people hate each other so much that they're they're trying to, you know, hurt each other and blow each other up and that kind of thing. And, uh, you, Israel is a great and beautiful place, but it's, it's sometimes punctuated by these, um, these reminders of violence and the, and the history of that country and the dispute there and, um. I'm v- I'm very grateful for where we live and that it's peaceful and that, um, we can decide to get along and we can also disagree on things and the way we feel about things, but we don't, we can still come in the gym and sling some barbells and that kind of yeah. stuff and we don't have to
1: hurt each other and that sort of, so I'm definitely grateful for that. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. And that's, that's, I was hoping you would kind of take it there. Um, cause that's, I feel like a lot of people, you know, that will, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and talk like, you know, guns aren't aren't uh, a part of a reason why we're having these mass shootings and and so on and so forth. And, um, but still with all the violence and, and, you know, again, we're, I don't want to open up that can of worms, um, Mm -hmm. on this, on this podcast. That's, that's, that's not what we're doing here. Um, but to have the safety and the security of being able to just go out and live your day-to-day lives, by and large, you know, there's 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 certain you know pockets of of any country that are are violent, but uh, I know here in Northern Kentucky, um, I feel like I can go, you know, uh, crack open a beer and sit out on my deck and not worry about you know too much, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't take that for granted. I think you know just starting your day with just that gratitude, just reminding, you know, there's so many good practices out there. And one of, one of the ones lately I've been trying to get on is journaling and just writing things down that I'm grateful for. Mm. And, and it's not like, oh, I'm grateful I got, you know, um, the latest iPhone. No, I'm, I'm grateful I have a shirt on my back and shoes on my feet, yeah. you know, like start there. I'm, I'm grateful that I just took a breath of air um, without pain, you know, or so on and so forth. So when you get exposed to, you know, these different cultures and lifestyle, it's, 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 it's a good thing, you know? And, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, guess what guys, if you're here, if you have any amount of dollars in your bank account and you can operate, you know, you probably have a vehicle, you probably have a house, like you're in the 1% richest people in the world. Yeah. For real. You know, so it's, it's a constant humility, gratitude and and, you know, it blows my mind, man. And this is a little bit of a rant, but, people still complain. Yeah. People still daily complain. Oh, you know, I can't hear what Mark's saying. You know, like stop, stop (laughs) complaining and just, you know, honestly just live your best life. And, uh, you know, anyway, man, um, again, I digress, but, uh, speaking of living your best life, you're doing something really interesting and I would love for you to share, um, as far as your housing situation. Um, yeah. Maybe just talk, talk, uh, maybe through that. Maybe, um, is it, was it Dave Ramsey that kind of inspired you to do that or was yeah. it, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe sp- speak to that, speak some life into that.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, my wife and I decided recently, we've been looking at, um, just what, what the future of our life and our family is going to be like. And one of the things that we found that's really important to us is just managing our money in the right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, our biggest goal for that right now is just to be debt free. And so uh, what that means for us really is no car payments, no mortgage payments, um, really just no payments of any kind. And so we took some um, pretty radical steps recently. A couple months ago, we, um, we we owned a house and we we liked the house fine. It was in a good neighborhood. I know Mark came over a couple of times, helped out with some That's projects right. and stuff. That's right. And, Little tree trimming, Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we liked that house, but it was clear to us it was not going to be our forever house. And so we kept looking at it. And then we were also, we were trying to pay down, um, our student loans. We both, both of us had student loans and we would just get to a point where every month, like, okay, we can pay some extra on the student loans. Oh, but then the air conditioner is broken. Then the basement leaves. Right. There's always something. Yeah. And so we weren't really ready for that. So we were just like, you know what, let's go ahead and sell this house. Like, The market's kind of up. We won't lose any money. Let's go for that. So we sold our house. Um, We listed it. And in that process, we weren't sure exactly where we were going to go. We thought we would move to one area. But then uh, we actually got an opportunity. And we basically, we moved into a one-bedroom basement apartment um, across the river, which was a difficult uh, mental leap for me to make. But
1: it's the same city. Are you speaking of the... Ohio? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I live in the Ohio now. That's so far. Uh,
0: so uh, so we have drastically cut our living expenses so that we can get ahead and uh, pay off our debt. And so we went from 1,200 square foot or so house with a driveway and a nice big kitchen and stuff to literally about 600 square feet, four rooms, like just four total rooms, and uh, got rid of so much stuff. And um, because of that, we we should be debt free. We should have all of our student loans paid off um, sometime this year before the end of the year. So, dang, yeah. So that is that is amazing. Yeah. So we are um, embracing
1: a time of discomfort, and um, it's yeah. yeah, I'm not saying it's amazing. Like you're living your best you know version of yourself right now, as far as like every day is you know sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, but. I don't. I don't hear you complaining about that. Like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. But you you understand it. You're like, hey, look, we have this thing, and you had a nice house, nice nice location. Mm-hmm. You got a yard. Yeah. You know, a private back lot. Um, yeah. A little fire pit. Yeah. It was it, nice. It, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you made a, you guys obviously collectively made a big big boy big girl big boy decision, mm-hmm. and you're like, guess what? We're gonna humble ourselves. We're gonna live. We're gonna go live in three times less space. And maybe speak to, you don't have to share all the gritty details of how you're, you're living there rent free, which is, he's living rent free guys He's living rent free. I'm I'm pretty sure anyone that's listening has got a rent payment or a mortgage payment. And if you don't, then big on you. So I like to put it like this. Um,
0: it doesn't cost anything, but it's not free.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we are the, we live in the basement of a 16 unit condo building Mm -hmm. and, um, we are the building caretakers. So they're condos. So it's not like we're an apartment superintendent. We don't have to do anything inside someone's actual unit, but we, um, shovel snow, we cut the grass, we, uh, vacuum and clean up the common areas. Um, we, uh,
1: well, do you have like some board meetings or something you were telling me about? Yeah, like, we li- have, to,
0: have to listen to some drama. Yeah. We have to go to some board meetings and listen to some drama that happens anytime a group of people are living in such close proximity. And, um, so it's adding, it's a little bit less in the winter and in the spring, it'll be a little bit more in the summer, but my wife and I are splitting 12 to 20 hours a week of, of additional work to, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to get. And so in exchange for all that, we live in the basement for
1: free. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Dave Ramsey, I got on him, um, you know, and there's people that like him, people that don't, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, especially with our generation, how old are you? I'm
0: 33.
1: Yeah, so I'm 32. Mm. Um, <clears throat> we were sold the dream of, you know, college and I graduated college in oh, early 09. Yeah. You are probably 08 or 07. 07, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of debt, you know, a lot oh, of yeah. debt and a lot of compounding interest mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And, uh. You know i still have some debt so i'm jealous of uh of your plan of action to mm. a certain extent but we're definitely getting it under control as well but i did the whole yeah. um went from a new car to a very used car yeah To bentley but right you now it, it's a phantom mm-hmm. it's a, it might be an accord 2000, <laughs> but anyway who's, who's who's judging um but no, you know you know and, and one of the, through that was it was a humbling experience but you know ramsey's big thing is is you know you probably Probably have got three to you know three thousand uh, dollars worth of stuff around your house that you can sell if you really want to. Yeah. So sell your stuff. Um. You know. Live off the essentials. Stop going out so much. He has an envelope system for mm-hmm. like groceries and clothes, and entertainment. Yeah. And uh, trying to get uh, cheaper rent. To get out of debt, and mm-hmm. then you don't have this this cloud over top of you, and then just putting a time frame together. So you yeah. put a plan together, and you guys are executing it. Uh, and yep. then one of the things he says too is just you hustle flat out. Maybe not that terminology. Mm-hmm. So you're hustling. I know you've been doing like some things for the like. So you obviously have your full time job. You just told us about that. Yeah. She's got a full time job, but then you guys are doing extra stuff. Yeah. So what what uh what extra stuff are you guys doing?
0: So we're doing extra stuff. We have um. <clears throat> uh a friend who owns a catering company and so that's easy for us because it's like nights weekends evening hours that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so i've done uh some bartending uh with them and corey has done some like serving and prepping and that kind of stuff just being on the crew so mo- they do largely weddings and corporate events and stuff and they'll just hey we need somebody friday yeah. night come out so we'll do that, that's this extra stuff i'm also um Last, last season, I worked uh, for the Bangles on their production crew. So
1: oh, the Bangles. Yeah.
0: So, that I mean, it's the, <laughs> it's the Bangles. Yeah. I hope next season goes better. Uh,
1: but you got to do some pretty cool stuff. You were yeah. on, like, the sidelines. Yeah, and, so
0: get, yeah get to be out on the sidelines on a headset and that kind of stuff. And that's, um, I mean, that's a ton of fun. And it, it puts a little bit of extra money um, onto that debt. And, I like, I love Dave Ramsey's principles. I can only listen to the radio show for so long. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an it's active a, listener, and I know my my wa- my wife loves it. She's listening to it all the time, and she's and honestly, I got to give her a lot of the credit because she's the one who really keeps us mm. really keeps us on this train. Because I'll be like, oh, but the the new thing, it's like, yeah, it's better than the old one, and it's only fifty dollars more. Mm.
1: And she's she's really great about keep. She's like,
0: that's not what we're about right Dude, now.
1: That discipline. Right. Yeah, you know, one of the sayings is discipline leads to freedom. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we all struggle with that. And, yeah. You know. uh you might have a good blog post minimum after you're done with this journey, but mm-hmm. I would love for you to share that, you yeah. know, once it's all done and yeah. just that feeling. And I would love for you guys to call in to Dave Ramsey and do the debt free <laughs> uh, screen. That's my favorite part. whenever yeah. they Do that. It, it's for, inspiring, everybody. man. Yeah. Right? I mean for, for a hundred percent, there's something mm-hmm. that resonates with, with you as, you know, especially uh, you know, the generation here that's, leaving college you know fifty I think it's like around fifty thousand dollars in debt on average yeah so it's in you know again with the interest it's it generally balloons to way more than that by yeah. the time you paid it off um, so very cool yeah your wife's fantastic uh, yeah. woman mm-hmm. and uh, yeah very cool man um, so switching gears a little bit to kind of you know CrossFit yeah. you know or it's something you do um, mm-hmm. I met Micah at Crossroads Church uh, I got an email i went to one of the main camps um you know a couple day camping uh, experience with men like 1500 of them but you get a mm-hmm. little group and anyway um <clears throat> i don't always like to share that i'm a business owner and uh i don't i don't know why like sometimes i feel like you know people might think i'm trying to push the gym on them or something like that it's, it's maybe one of my faults. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, you know, so we obviously got to know each other over the course of a couple of days. And once the guys found out like, oh, you know, hey, yeah, I run a CrossFit gym, yada, yada. They're like, oh, man, you should do a go, uh, go group. And I'm like, I don't know what a go group is. And uh, so anyway, they're like, yeah, yeah, email this guy named Micah. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll email him. And we emailed back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, as years ago. I don't know where, where it ended up. But you know, I volunteered there a little bit. So we were setting up, I think it was for like Super Bowl uh, service years ago. Uh-huh. And I don't even know if you remember it, but I do um, pretty vividly. And I remember whenever we were emailing back and forth, you had a pretty distinct uh, like profile pic. So I, I recognized you huh. sitting there. So I was like, hey, are you Micah? And he's like, yeah. Anyway, I did, it was just a very like, passing conversations Mm -hmm. hey man you know hey i was mark we emailed back and forth a couple times about crossfit and uh i think you might have said something like yeah i'll stop over and i was like you know i didn't really think too much of it people say that Uh a lot and uh sure enough man you you stopped over and kind of got rolling and i know you know maybe we'll just speak about a little bit of your Mm -hmm. let's let's start with like just prior stuff because i know you do a lot of go ruck um stuff maybe dive into that Mm -hmm. and then CrossFit and then maybe how that's improved. I'm
0: glad you remembered all the details of that. I remember going to the gym the first time and being like super dumb nervous. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. So um, I think uh, my fitness journey, um, I played played soccer as a kid, just like, you know, kid, youth league, rec league soccer. And uh, that was really it that I did for fitness. I think... um, you know, it was my own choice, but I think it wasn't like my parents never pushed in on me or anything like that. And I think, I think from my dad's perspective, it was, he had to do that stuff for work. And so he wasn't gonna, uh, he wasn't gonna like come home and force us to exercise and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now he did, he definitely encouraged me to play soccer and pursue that kind of stuff. But then by the time I got into high school and it was clear like, Oh, like you start to narrow down what path you're going to be on. And I just, I leaned away from the sports in that instance. And I was, um, well, I was doing all the AV stuff and drama club and getting involved in church and that kind of thing. And so soccer kind of fell by the wayside. Um, and through, through those years, I, I, like my health continued to decline and my fitness definitely declined. And um, I reached uh, 20, 2012, 2011, uh, I, was in, I was in the DC suburbs like I mentioned earlier, and um, what I was searching for was backpacks. I got a thing for backpacks. Mm -hmm. I think it's more accepted now, but back then it was people. Anyway. um, Just don't discriminate on them. Right. So I I wanted a backpack collection, and I found this company called GORUCK that made some uh, pretty awesome gear, all made in the U.S., and then they also did this thing called the GORUCK Challenge. And I remember watching some videos of that and just being like, Wow. It's no like, joke. Yeah, like I want to be able to do that. And what what really got me was um a lot of those a lot of things are races and they're like individual accomplishment and stuff like that and this um this was not. This was a team team thing. And it's um um there's there's a lot of good phrases that when you when you get into those moments and you think about, you know, feeling it's like if you're feeling bad look to the person to the left, look to the person to the right, chances are they're doing worse mm. and then, and then decide to help them. Mm. And um, so that for me really resonated. And uh, I've never really shared this for anybody, but basically from that point, like I decided like, Oh, I want to be able to do one of
1: those. Yeah. I love that.
0: And uh, I had, a, I remember like one of the first times I was like, well, I guess I need to be running because that's what everybody <laughs> does yeah, for right, fitness. Right. And so I went, there was this nice trail that went uh, behind the condo that I was leaving. And I went out and started to run that trail and I could go about like 30 seconds at a time. And that, and that was it. And that, I mean, that was seven, eight years ago. Now that's kind of where it all started. And um, since then I've continued to work on things and I, um, probably I I moved home from Virginia and then 2013, I started a couch to 5k app and it Mm -hmm. was, again, it was, running for 30 seconds at a time and that was like that was all i had yeah and um that was tough so you'd run for 30 seconds you'd like rest for a minute you'd run for another 30 seconds and i um through that i was also like praying a lot through that process because i was i was tired of being you know i was tired of being tired all the time and being fat and i just you know tired of being tired yeah yeah um so I did this couch to 5k app and I think I remember the one of the real keys for me, and I, I think it was something honestly that, that God gave to me was just like like hey it's it's okay if you repeat something. Mm. So, you know, the app has these things where you oh you're gonna do this and this and this and then the next day you're gonna do this. And sometimes I get out there and be like, that was a rough day. Like, I'm just gonna do number five again. Right. Yeah. And I you know, sometimes I do it two or three times, but I think the point was and what I celebrated was like I'm out here and I'm trying. I'm out
1: here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Putting in the work. Yeah. That's the hardest part, Mm -hmm. man. You can obsess, you know, I've said this several times on here. You can obsess and critique and, you know, uh, tweak the perfect plan. If you're not executing it, it's not going to work. Yeah. And you can have the worst plan, but if your execution's on point point. It's got to, it's to, you know, give you better results. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was kind of, uh, maybe laughing a little bit there just because I know where you're at now, Yeah, you know, and it's, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's vulnerable that you're sharing stuff like that. So it's awesome. Um, I think people can definitely relate to that. You know, whenever I found CrossFit, I was a personal trainer, but all I did was lift weights nonstop. So mm-hmm. I was pretty strong, but I remember the first time we did like a 400 meter run, I was like, whew man, I'm yeah. out of breath. Like mm-hmm. this is really, that wasn't fun, yeah. you know, and I'm a certified personal trainer cause I took some online tests, <laughs> you know, and whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so go rock. Yeah. What's the duration of those races? How long are they? Yeah, <laughs> are so they vary or they, they all different?
0: Yeah. So, uh, not races, team events. Oh, I'm sorry. Team events. Team events. Uh, uh that's okay. Um, I, it's, it's big. I'm not a racer, right? Yeah, uh, I, I get you. Um, you don't just do it to get the little metal at the end? <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> sometimes. Um, no, so the Go Rock Challenge is the original flavor. That's a 12-hour event. It happens overnight. Ooh. And you do... You um, said 12 hours? Yeah, 12 hours. <laughs> so typically like 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Sometimes they go longer. It's... Um, so it's... 12 hours, 15 to 20 miles you'll cover. You, Depending on your body weight, you'll carry about 40 pounds on your back the entire time. Mm. And um, that, and then the, one of their phrases is under promise, over deliver. So it's not uncommon for those events to go 15, 16 hours, mm. 25, 30 miles. And um, it's just about, it's about getting in the dirt and embracing the suck. So every go rock event is led by former Special Forces cadre. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one of their missions is bridging the military and the civilian worlds and um, giving veterans a voice to um, share their experiences and connect more, civilians connect more with the military lifestyle and and just get a little glimpse of particularly what Special Forces soldiers go through in their training and their missions and that kind of
1: thing. Yeah, those those men and women are on a whole different level when you look at the mental toughness aspect. So I love that they kind of cut you know kind of get beside you on that event and mm-hmm. do you get assigned a team or is it like random
0: no it's basically you show up and everyone who shows up is the team okay so sometimes if oh, if it's the, one giant team yeah so okay. sometimes if the classes are very very large like 50 60 they may split mm-hmm. it up into kind of two squads i got you and then and then sometimes there'll be some competition there Right. but again it's rarely the point it's often it's, it's not stress that right, right, right. you, you need to win yeah. mm-hmm. it it's just a uh, the whole goal for everyone is completing the event and making it to the finish okay and it's there's never like you got first place, right, right. like you can look around often and you'll know the person who was the strongest, you'll know the person who struggled the most, but like everybody celebrates um everyone completing the event mm. and the whole idea and I've seen like I've been in events where uh I mean you know it's about getting uncomfortable, so let's say, okay, everybody, like get in the fountains, get ready to do some push ups under mm-hmm. the water and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and um and then I've seen people just like. Clam up and be like, oh, I, ca- yeah. I can't go in the water. I'm not going in the water. And, like, a whole bunch of the team will get around them and be like, come on, man, we're all going to go do this together. Like, let's yeah. do this. Get your gear on. Let's get in there. It's only going to mm. be temporary. We'll man. get plenty hot and sweaty later to dry off. And, uh, um, yeah, they're, inc- they're incredible man. events. I love doing them. I am, um, just to, to go back a little bit, I started Couch to 5K mm. after a while and just giving myself a lot of grace. I was doing 5K. And then I did, then the app had like a 5K to 10K. So then I did a 10K. And then I remember um, going out one one morning and I had done like seven miles. I remember I listened to a podcast and I did the whole thing and I was like really far away from my house. I listened to the whole podcast and I like stopped and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like PR. I just, like I just ran seven and a half miles. What just happened? And like my pace wasn't any sort of Olympic thing or anything like that, but I ran nonstop for, you know, seven and a half miles yeah. and that I remember
1: texting my friends and just being like that was a huge accomplishment oh yeah man so it's it, there's something to be said whenever you realize like you everyone puts limitations on themselves yeah and then whenever you break through those in mm-hmm. that moment it's just you're like man now now like I, my ceilings even higher mm-hmm. you know and that's what I look at whenever you said like oh man these people are freezing up and then we rally around them and we do it together and mm. I feel like that's kind of a microcosm of that is what we do daily here with yeah. with CrossFit. You know, as it's kind of segue into that. Um, so many people are just scared, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's 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 like it's almost like the boogeyman when you're a little kid. Mm. You know, it's like, ah, oh, I'm scared to go to sleep, and he's in the closet, and it's like there's no one in there. Yeah. It's it's a it's 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 things that you're building up inside your own head, mm. and guess what? Not only is he not in there, now I'm going to give you 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever, however many people you need around you mm-hmm. to convince you that you can do it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so that's that's super powerful, man. you get me fired up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, CrossFit, you've been doing this how long now? Uh,
0: I've been doing CrossFit for a couple of years. I did my first... Um, go ruck challenge and i thought i finished that and i felt like yeah i'm pretty fit like i guess i can start coming to a crossfit yeah, yeah. which is let me say that's the wrong that's the wrong way to do it <laughs> so um just just get just get your butt in here uh so i uh, and and kind of like you alluded to i i got a hold of you started doing some um personal training mm-hmm. and it became clear to me that I was, I was not as fit as I had thought I did just because, just because I could suck it up for 12 hours. And by the way, I, I finished that first go ruck event and I couldn't put my arms over my head for about two or three days. Just, I was so wore out. So, um, I mean, thanks again to you who took time, did some personal training and stuff with me. I think we met maybe three, four times, um, did some exercising and stuff like that. And, um, and then I, I looked at you and said, hey, I think I think I may be ready to do the regular classes. And you're like, All right, awesome man. Like, uh, here's where you sign up and uh here are our class times. So I started coming to six thirty mm-hmm. at the at the old facility and um I think I discovered that it, it was a lot of fun. Everybody was challenging everybody. There nobody judges here. Um and I think often like you mentioned CrossFit to somebody and often people are like, Oh, you're going to get injured or whatever like that. And I have seen more here at this gym. I've seen more often more correction or more telling people like, Hey, take the weight down or mm-hmm. like even just like this morning, Mike, like Mike's working on an injury. So he comes in and he's like, Hey, I'm I'm going to ROM water. I'm just going to stretch it out today. And he's like, right. All right. Rock on Mike. Good yeah. to see you.
1: No, no judgment. Yeah.
0: And, and so, um, I, I was, de- I definitely put at ease with that. And so I've been doing it about, um, two years now. And it's, um, it can get, it can get pretty exciting to see your numbers go up, to see yourself get stronger. And, um,
1: yeah, you've seen some, you know, uh, and again, I know you're super humble, so I'll brag on Mm -hmm. you for a second. You look incredible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, I was honestly saw you the other day and I was like, man, he's, you know, he's, he's, if, if someone knew you two years ago and they saw you today, Mm -hmm. you're almost, you're not definitely not the same dude. So, um, you've, you've lost a little bit of weight Mm -hmm. and, um, I don't know if you know your body composition as far as like body fat, but you're Mm -hmm. definitely lean and and you definitely look like you're, you know, working out. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm probably from that first couch to 5k, I'm probably 50 pounds lighter.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. And that's been, and that has been in the
1: gym and it's been more importantly, it's just been discipline and eating. Yeah. I mean the discipline Mm -hmm. eating is, is key. I mean, and like, like we just kind of talked about and we've mentioned it several times now, CrossFit's awesome. It's a good program. Listen to your coaches wherever yeah. you're at. Get plugged into the community for motivation. Mm-hmm. You can run that gambit for as long as you want, you know, and still get mediocre results. Mm-hmm. But if you discipline yourself with your eating, and this is anything, just discipline yourself with the eating. Like so, like you like you just mentioned, like hey, just get your butt in here. If you want to do anything to prepare for CrossFit or any intense you know workout program. Go ruck, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Just clean up your nutrition first and foremost, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like I said fifty pounds. Wow, that's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been mostly eating coming to the six thirty pretty consistently. Yeah. How has yeah. this overall impacted maybe just your confidence level in general, or mm-hmm. relationships with your wife or your friends, mm-hmm. or family? Maybe maybe just breathe some life into. Um, beyond these four walls, how how is this impacting you? Yeah, I mean, um,
0: my wife definitely uh, appreciates me losing fifty pounds yeah. for <laughs> uh, for all sorts of reasons, and she like, you know, she wants me to be healthy and stay around uh, as long as I can. And so, um, also, I like to use the word confidence because I think it's definitely there's something about coming in early in the morning, like putting in work, and oh. then driving out there in the world. And I mean, honestly, like I feel, I feel like like, Hey, everybody, like I already put in some work. Where yeah. you been? Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it's, it's great to go to a meeting and just like feel, feel a little bit sore, but feel like you really accomplished something. And, um, I, I mean, I like starting my day that way. I probably wouldn't have said that a year ago, mm. but it was, again, it was the, it was the discipline in getting here, putting in the work. No, knowing where things would end up, but it's definitely, it's given me a lot of confidence. Um, I'm stronger. Like I can, s- sometimes in my job I have to, we have projectors that weigh 150, 200 pounds and we have to, um, sling those around. I'm not saying like I snatch that over my head or anything like that. Yeah. You but, don't want to show off. Right. <laughs> but it's, um, cause it's a big awkward thing, but it's like, I'm not intimidated by it. If I have to, if I have to carry a bunch of cable, up five stories to get into a catwalk like that's fine I can do that and I'm not and I can work when I get up there um and so I'm I'm really grateful for that just the other day like I I posted to Instagram here was this like road case of this big thing and it was big and heavy and awkward and I had to take it up some stairs and I was just like Mm -hmm. okay and so I've, I've learned the body mechanics of it and I've also learned the confidence of it and you know trusting my body and um to be able to do those things yeah
1: I mean there's something to be said about just when you're about to pick something up in a box that you might not necessarily know how the weights distributed, mm-hmm. or how much it actually weighs, to just go over a simple bracing sequence of like, all right, I got to keep my neutral spine, because mm-hmm. we've all honestly, you, you've heard that person that, oh, you know, old Uncle Jim threw his back out. Yeah, you know, and, and I love that you mentioned like, you know, hey, yeah, my wife appreciates this, and our goal is ultimately to live the best life, mm-hmm. and you know, on 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 this on this planet, you know, and who wants to get to age. 62 and retire and just sit on the porch all day like man you know if that's you like good on you you're probably listening to the wrong podcast yeah Um, but I want to I want to still thrive you know like I want to be able to get out there Mm and go hiking and do things and be active and use um, my body you know as much as I can as opposed to you know like I said just laying up and feeling tired all day and you know eating Pizza. Yeah. So that's that's really cool, man. Um, we'll kind of round it up, and you know, it's been it's been definitely good um, to have you on. Yeah. If you you know you kind of know what's coming next if you've been a listener. Mm. Um, we like to end every show with uh, what is your definition of fitness?
0: Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this one. So <clears throat> I think my definition of fitness is being ready to help other people at at any time in any way and that is physical strength it's mental strength and fitness and it's it's spiritual strength and fitness as well just to be strong enough to take care of yourself and then to also
1: be ready to help other people when they need it Mm, that's good stuff micah Druschel. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of the people who make us great. Thanks, sir. you